0: Good morning, Tallahassee. Beautiful day. Oh, the drive was gorgeous. And you have arrived at 94.1 Wave 94. Escape to Heaven Servant Marcia from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. I'm going to be very direct today because there's a lot going on. Between the earthquakes, the crazy weather, the ice storms, the snowstorms, the tornadoes, uh, the war in um, Ukraine, the earthquakes in Turkey, and the fact that the Euphrates River is essentially drying up rather quickly. And what they are hearing, the sounds that are coming up to the surface from under the Euphrates River. That All of that, I said, took us to Matthew 24, took us to Timothy, perilous times, and it also took us to Revelation. So we're living life during the fulfillment of Revelations. Real simple question or comment, Jesus is coming back this time to rapture his church. He's coming to grab those of us that are ready. And I'm learning something. This is not fake, meaning that you either are ready or you're not. There's no two ways about it. So he will not grab you if you're lukewarm. He will not grab you. You will not be gathered or raptured if you're living in the world of sin and pretending to live in righteousness. That won't happen. And all the things that you do after 2 a.m. in the morning or late at night and no one knows but you, God knows. So Jesus is coming back. The question is, are you ready? That's such a big topic until I decided, well, Holy Spirit, you need to lead me. So I'm going to Jesus. I think it's really important for us to understand why do we go to Jesus? What did Jesus manifest here on earth while he was here? So if I go to Luke, the ninth chapter, I learned that the major component of Jesus was his power. I think that's what makes us think about him. His love was manifested through the usage of his power. And he used his power to bring to the earth realm a knowledge, awareness, and understanding of the kingdom of God. So what is the kingdom of God and how do we know that the kingdom of God is upon us, near us, or in our midst? Well, we can just keep looking at Jesus. That's what I'm doing. And when I go to the ninth chapter, it says he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases and sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So that's what Jesus was about. And uh, that was 2000 years ago. And, and we still need that today. The world still needs it perhaps even more than before. So the kingdom of God is what we need in our life today, what the world needs in our life, in their lives Today, because the kingdom of God is where people gain knowledge that they are saved, that they can be saved from this evil world that we're living in to a better uh, state of being. Okay. Um, And that is physical, spiritual, and soulish. So the kingdom of God comes to give them light. And that's the fulfillment of the prophetic words spoken by Isaiah about Jesus. How he would give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide their feet into the way of peace. And that's what Jesus came to do. So I intended to speak about something else, but there's really, (laughs) there's not too much for us to speak about because We need Jesus. We need to escape from what we're seeing going on today to another reality. And that escape method is through Jesus. We're not saying we're going to be like the ostrich and put our head in the sand and not recognize that things are happening. No, we're going to be a light as well in this world as we recognize that, okay, well, God told us, Jesus told us, that these things were going to happen. Matter of fact, he said, don't even be dismayed uh, because they must happen in order for him to come back. So that's how that goes. But I wanted to look at um, the fact that John the Baptist was uh, killed by Herod and um, you know, uh, Jesus grew larger, of course, as John the Baptist went down and then eventually he died or was killed. And um, now Jesus is going about and showing, really, to the world what the kingdom of God is all about. And the kingdom of God is where we are healed. Um, where those that have no no hope gain hope and faith. And even when uh, Jesus went into the temple on the Sabbath and he asked them to bring the book of I, of the prophet Isaiah. And he opened the book and he found this place where it was written and we go to Isaiah 61 in the Bible. But from the scrolls he read, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Hmm. So that's why Jesus came. That is why he's here. And, um, oh, or he's here now in you and I, okay? So Jesus came to preach the kingdom of God, of God to everywhere he went to demonstrate it by the power of God. And, uh, demonstration means that he would heal. He would forgive sins. He would say, grab your, your, your bondage and rise up and walk with it, meaning take dominion over it. So literally he was fulfilling the original intent of God from the point of creation. Jesus even said, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And so that is why he went among the sinners so that they can see that they can be made whole. And, you know, the question is, are we doing that as believers? Are you telling your brothers and sisters? I I mean, your children, even grandchildren, are you making sure the insurance guy? We don't have insurance man come to the door anymore, but, you know all of the people the post people that you interact with during the day when you go to the pharmacy are you letting people see in you the kingdom of god so that's that's what jesus came for letting us know that he's the son of god but he's also the son of man okay he's also the lord of the sabbath <laughs> so I want to go to what I wanted to teach about today, but I'm stuck on Jesus. Amen. (laughs) You know, um, I think about the fact that we're all, there's the young people, a lot of women, a lot of the young ladies are not able to become pregnant. I, I, I don't know. To me, that's not right. So that means they have an issue and it could be from generational curses it can be from their hygienic methods it can be from the food we're eating whatever it is the spirit of the living god can take authority over it so um, i'm looking at luke the 8 chapter 41 verse where this guy named Jairus comes and beseech god to heal his daughter who's 12 years old and dying But as he's asking him, and Jesus is responding and on the way, a woman having an issue of blood for 12 years has spent everything she had, had no more money, nothing else left. And she quietly came behind Jesus as he's walking. Touch the hem of his garment and immediately... Her issue of blood was, was stopped. Jesus felt that virtue come out of him. He said, who touched me? His disciples were saying, God, well, Jesus, everybody's touching you. <laughs> but see, when we touch the hem of the garment, we have to touch with faith, knowing that if I but just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. And that's what happened with that woman. And then uh, he didn't reprimand her. He just said, be of good comfort because it is your faith that made thee whole. What are you going through today that the doctors cannot fix? Your money cannot buy it. Maybe you don't have peace in your home. Maybe evil spirits are lurking and affecting your life daily. Maybe your children you can't understand what's wrong with them, and and even yourself. But if you would but touch the hymn of Jesus' garment, you would be made whole. So that's what Jesus is about. And it's important for us to know more and more and more and more about Jesus because we're saying escape to heaven. Uh, we're not trying to teach you to not deal with the reality of your life. No, we're saying that there's hope, that no matter how awful things may be or appear to be, you have an avenue to pursue wholeness. And that avenue is with Jesus. Amen? Jesus raised, he, he's, he raised you from the dead. He raised me from dead. <laughs> yeah, if he can do it with me, he can do it with anyone. He raised Lazarus. I mean, he he, he raised uh, the the only child, male child of, of of a mother that was a widow. He raised this little twelve year old girl. Just said, "Made arise." Yes, he is the creator, but he's the creator embodied in a body that we know as Jesus or Yeshua. So when he gave that power and authority, and it was limited power and authority. I don't see where it says. Well, it says power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases and sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. If you are a believer, that's what you have. By faith, you have that. And you're to preach the gospel that Jesus has died from our sins and that the power of God's backed him up because God's power raised him from the dead and gave him all power. And he is currently sitting in heaven at the right hand of the Father, the Creator. Jesus tried to tell his disciples what was going to go on with him. He said, um, well, I have to suffer a lot of things and I'm going to be rejected. So when we say we're going to follow Jesus, we're going to escape to heaven, all of that implies that we're going to be like Jesus. That's what I want to do. I want to be like Jesus. Well, you need to understand what Jesus meant. What, What did he live through? And uh, he, 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 he didn't commit any sin. So the spirit of the son of man must suffer many things. Luke, the ninth chapter, verse 22. Be rejected, okay, by the elders, chief priests, scribe. then be slain and be raised the third day. So if any man will come after me, let him deny himself And that's that's where we stop. We stop right there. We go like, do what? And Jesus said, deny yourself. Give up all your dreams and aspirations and follow me. Take up his cross daily and follow Jesus. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for Jesus' sake, the same shall save it. So now we're learning more about escape to heaven. It's not escape in the way how mankind thinks. It's it's more like be transformed, uh, live a new lifestyle, live different than the world, pursue the things of God that kind of escape. And And mainly we must, we must, we must we must understand that we are actually the light of this world. All this that we see in the news going on, the gender confusion, the abortions, even I heard, I, mean, I read, uh, that one state last year authorized abortion, even to the point of the child being nine months and ready to be delivered. That's straight up murder. So we are living in a really weird time, even though Jesus told us this time was going to come. But who knew that you and I would live through this? So as we live through this life, there's the one major component we must hold on to is our faith in God. Even the disciples, when they were with Jesus, they couldn't cast out devils like they should have been able to of a little child, you know. And um they said, Lord, why can't why can't we cast him out? And Jesus answered saying, "Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and and suffer being here around you? Bring your son hither. And he wasn't talking to Unbelievers. He was speaking to his own disciples. Because we cannot walk in the power and the authority that we've been granted, unless we also believe that we have it. It's critical, believers, that we start being at this stage of the game. We must rise up. Thank God for the Ashbury, I believe, University they allowed the Holy Spirit to be there until it was time for him to go. And when the Holy Spirit comes in and then he leaves, well, it's time for us to go to work. So it's time for us, the believers that are quietly sitting in their corners or not opening your mouth, it's time for you to be identified because the enemy already knows you exist. And he's doing everything he can to make sure that, you know, you don't wake up and start doing what God has called you to do. So, if the enemy knows who you are, Jesus also knows. Uh, There was an an instance where um, non-believers were casting out devils in Jesus' name. And the disciples, they said, we told them, you can't do that because you're not with us. But look what Jesus said. Jesus said, hey, Don't do that, because anyone that is not against Jesus is with Jesus. No one understands that. So there's a lot of stars and rich people and well-known individuals that you can't figure out if they're following Jesus or not. The point is, if they're not against him, then Jesus says they're for him. And Jesus is the dividing factor, by the way. So if you're going to follow Jesus, you have to understand. Um, you got to give up everything because Jesus said, I don't have a place to lay my head. So you don't know where he's going to call you to. But I can tell you that there's a sound in the atmosphere. And that sound is a wake up call to believers. And I think today I'm addressing believers it's time for us to wake up and begin to preach and live and manifest the kingdom of God. And, and manifestation of God's kingdom is you, believer. You um, healing the sick, raising the dead, <laughs> and uh, telling everyone about God's kingdom. Because why? He's given you the power and the authority. He sent out another 70 with that same power and authority individuals. And so you might want to understand why, why did God, why did Jesus rather pick but such um, significant numbers to give his power and authority to like the 12 to me that represent the tribe of Israel, 12 different tribes of Israel. Israel the 70 if you go back in Genesis uh 10th chapter I believe tower of Babel and the Lord came down and separated uh mankind into nations so there are 70 so literally Jesus is showing by this this act here of giving his power and authority um, as the states in Luke, the ninth chapter, and he did it with the 70 disciples as well, gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So you want to escape. As a believer, you need to just go ahead and decide to be obedient so we can escape to obedience unto Jesus Christ so that the world will have hope. Because the seventy, when they went out, and and they're representing the Gentiles, right? Because the twelve are representing Israel, and that's all we have on, in the world. We have the genetic lineage of Abraham. That's Israel, because more more um, more sons came from Abraham than Israel, but that twelve signify Israel. Because through the twelve, the Lord knew he was going to bring Jesus through. And he brought him through the tribe of Judah. The Gentiles, on the other hand, are the ones that, if you cannot trace your bloodline back to Abraham, you're a Gentile. And so we do not did not have a covenant with God the Father only the Israelites. Okay, so enough of that. I think what I'm trying to get us to understand that God has given power and authority to believers to be like Him on this earth. And in order for us to attain that level, we have to deny ourselves and we have to follow Him fully. So it it behooves us to learn more about Jesus so that we can be like him okay and the world can benefit the 70 when they saw that they were able to execute power and authority and cast out demons and heal the sick etc and that the devils were subject unto them through Jesus name they were rejoicing and Jesus very calmly said why are you rejoicing this is what you're supposed to do He said, I beheld Satan fall like lightning from heaven. So, yeah, you behold, I give you power to trade on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So don't rejoice because the spirits are subject to you. That happened through the power that Jesus gave them instead Saints of God, we are to rejoice that our names are written in heaven. Amen. That was a good word. So if I run over to Luke, the 16th chapter, let's see what's happening there. Today is the day of Luke. And, um, this is where the Lord is, ex- Jesus rather, is explaining more about the kingdom of God. So, he mentions about how the law and the prophets were until John the Baptist, and then since that time, because John the Baptist was the forerunner of Jesus, and then once John fell off, then the time of Jesus came up. And so, since that time, the kingdom of God is preached, okay? All right? So, then he tells about Two men, one is a rich guy and one is a beggar, and they both died. And when the beggar died, he was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died, but what, no, well, maybe uh, the dark angels came to get him, but he looked up his eyes in hell, being in torment. And then he saw Abraham and he saw Lazarus, who he would not give crumbs to when he was alive. And he said, look, Abraham, Abraham, please send Lazarus, you know, to just give me some water and, uh, and cool my tongue for I'm tormented in this flame. So many people believe that hell is not real. Yes, hell is real. Heaven is real. And when you cease to exist in this body, okay, the spirit of God that's allowing you to breathe every day, that goes back to God. And the accumulation of your soul, that goes to either heaven or hell. And it depends upon the decisions and oaths and vows that you have taken, the life that you've lived. That's how it's determined. And whether or not you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And so Abraham says, son, I, I can't do that because, you know, um, there's a big gulf fixed between us so that that neither one could pass to the other side. And when we're looking at this, Jesus is telling them how it was in hell before he went down to hell when he was crucified, because, you know, he went down there. He descended into hell. And he went down and uh, took the keys to hell and death. That's why you need to catch up with Jesus, because he's, he's the real deal. Uh, living in this earth, we're going to be exposed to different levels of powers power of government, power of witches and warlocks, and power of idol-, idol gods and so forth. But they do not compare to the power of Jesus. Okay. And so the rich guy says, Look, I don't want my brothers to come here. I have five brothers. Please. Send the beggar to testify unto them and let them know that this place of torment is real. And Abraham said, look, they got the law, they got the prophets. If they don't believe them, then they're not going to believe a ghost, your brother. But our God is so great, the God that we serve. He's so awesome. He loves us so much. (laughs) And um, nowadays we have a lot of people that's coming back and telling us about heaven and hell. So I'm going to pray with you today. Father God, I ask you, Lord, to wake us up, alert us. Lord, let us understand that escaping to heaven means learning more about your son Jesus and yourself and becoming the light, God, that you've called us to be in this world of darkness. I ask you, Lord, to bless everyone that listens today, encourage, strengthen, give them supernatural faith, God, and Jesus, and yourself, and the Holy Spirit, and let us become the warriors, the ambassadors, the overcomers that you've declared us to be. In Jesus' my name, I pray. Amen. Guys, it was a little different today because time is different, and we must focus on becoming who we are in Christ Jesus. God bless you. Look forward to seeing you next week. Bye.